have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey, this is Elise Bowman, the voice of Pan from Dragon Ball GT host of Anime Adventures on YouTube, and voiceover coach from EliseCoaches.com. You've heard me advertise on this podcast for a while now, and I know you hear me now when I tell you you're listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Flynn Hendricks. Howdy, folks. This is Willard Wingnut, and I'm sure we've all heard the same expression. A woman works from sun till sun, but a voiceover works from noon till one. And I thought, hey... I want to be one of them. So I decided to get some lessons in voice acting. And of course, what I did was looked up the best voiceover coach I could possibly find, which was Elise Bowman. So basically, this is what I sounded like six months ago. But today, I sound like this. I begin every sentence with, in a world. In a world where there were a million mediocre voiceover coaches, where they were like, Lukewarm roller dogs at 7-Eleven. There was one that stood out head and shoulders above the rest. The one and only Elise Bowman. And she can coach you too. Go to EliseCoaches.com. That's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com. And you can become a voiceover too. Now back to my regular voice. That's right. She's like magic. So check her out. And if you have half as much fun as she does, well, she'll have twice as much fun as you. Are you needing some decals made? Maybe some vinyl or monograms? Then you need to go check out my wife's Etsy shop at Decals by Ken's. That's K-Y-N-S. Go over to Etsy.com slash shop slash decals by Ken's, and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you. And I'm speaking from experience here. All of my water bottles, my protein bottles, they all have something that she's printed and put on there, and those things last. So if you need something like that for a gift, for your family, for your kids, or even for yourself, go check out what she can do for you. And as a special treat for my listeners, if you use the promo code Flynn, that's F-L-Y-N-N, she's even going to get you 10% off your order. Now, you can't beat that, so go check it out and see what she can do for you. And I know you hear me. Welcome back, everybody, to another awesome episode of the I Know You Hear Me podcast with me, Flynn Hendricks. And I guess you could say I'm a little bit of a... um. Still adjusting to Central Standard Time again, Flynn Hendricks. Just got back from the uh, the West Coast at about midnight last night. So still letting that internal body clock readjust a little bit, but we're right back on schedule. And I have got a huge interview lined up for you today. And I'm going to go ahead and say just for my minuscule Napoleon complex, I'm glad it's not a face-to-face, next-to-each-other interview because you might have to get a magnifying glass to find me on this one. But 
<laughs> you already hear my guest back there. He knows what's going on. But guys, in all seriousness, I hope this podcast finds you in a great place. I hope you're in a good spot. And I hope you're ready to sit back and listen to a fun episode here. And if this is your first episode, you picked a great one to listen into because I have got a great one for you to start off with. And then I want you to go back and do a deep dive in the archives because this podcast is on all podcasting platforms. You go find it, you subscribe, you leave that five-star review and leave a written review if you feel I have earned it. And from there, go just dive headfirst into this year's worth of guests and then some that I have for you here because I've got voice actors, wrestlers, authors, best-selling authors, teachers, entrepreneurs, you name it, I've got something for everybody. So give it a listen, spread that word of mouth, and then check the show notes for some merch as well because I have got merch available that helps support this podcast. And as a fun little thing too, guys, if you want to make your choice of a donation to the Peter Mayhew Foundation or the Nashville Humane Society, a portion of every sale will go to benefit one of those charities of your choosing. So everybody wins. And then if you get the merch and you send a shout out on social media, I will shout you out, I will tag you, and I will shout you out on the podcast. So that sounds like a win-win in my book. Guys, I have got a huge guest lined up for you today. This guy has had his voice in multiple anime franchises. He's done a lot of on-screen work. You've heard him in Dragon Ball Z Kai. You've heard him in Dragon Ball Super. You've heard him in Fairy Tale, One Piece, Borderlands 3. You've also heard him in My Hero Academia. This year, I mean, he's been in sheer pandemic. You've seen him on screen in The Starter Marriage. This guy has a stacked resume under his acting credentials, and it is my pleasure to have on the show Ray Hurd. Ray, how are you, man? Pretty good, pretty good. I can't complain. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm, uh, excited to be here. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm glad to have you here, and like I said, I appreciate you dealing with my jet lag self getting into this, so thanks for <laughs> thanks for being on and being so willing to do it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, 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 I forget. I, you don't think about what all you do until you hear it rattled off like that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing to have that happen. Of course, <laughs> and I always want to make sure that I do it justice, too, but... Man, with that with that diverse acting background and such a stacked resume, take take me right back to the beginning. What started your love of acting for you, and what was it like, you know, getting into this world? Um. Well, uh, the short of it I, uh, is more or less uh, as a. I, mean, I come from a pretty talented family overall, and I mean, and uh, um, I say that in all humility. <laughs> I mean, because they. <laughs> But it's very true, you know. Right, like, right. Uh, uh, I mean, my my grandmother was a. Um, I mean, she got married to my grandfather in a time where, you know, uh, uh, at a time where it was it was the norm to marry younger mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of men. Yeah. And uh, he was, oof, uh, he was probably she was sixteen. She had graduated high school already, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in the. He had come out of the army. Uh, he was a World War II veteran. And oh he, wow. Uh, 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 they married, and uh, he was a very astute, proper man. Right, right. And so to this day, we all uh, quote him by name. You know, when we know mm-hmm. he, we're speaking the way he does, and he's uh, <laughs> he, we it. all will correct each other on grammar and <laughs> yeah. things like that. You know, as an so English major, I can no, appreciate no, 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 that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So my aunt, I have an aunt named uh, uh, we we would always say Lavinia. Mm-hmm. He said, "No, it's Lavinia." You know, that's the way he would. Right, you know, right. Like that. I remember having an argue with, argument. Well, 
an argument technically as far as it would go anyway <laughs> i said uh he was fixing breakfast for us one time and he said um and you hear that fixing i'm still a texan oh yeah so he said uh, <laughs> he said uh he said uh uh and that's a big deal in the voiceover world guys just so you know so when i say when i when we talk about grammar things i mean that's a big deal because in voiceover it's all about that yep. <laughs> as well uh, it's with true the acting and stuff so but he we, we have breakfast and he says how would you like your eggs and i say uh over easy and he says oh no no you mean turned over lightly I said, uh, well, yeah, over easy. He said, no, no, it's turned over lightly. And I'm like, okay, right, what you said. So, you know, you know he was uh, 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 a lot of things, but, you know, that way and very educated. And Absolutely. My grandmother was the same way. She gets, they get, um, she had four children. They ended up divorcing, but he, she went on and uh, went to, uh, and got her, um, her music degree mm -hmm. and uh, uh, went from there and uh, uh, taught an IM Terrell uh, historical um, uh, high school here in Fort Worth. And it was, uh, so she, she taught music. She could sing. She built her own music department in Very nice. uh, our family's church. And she'd done a lot of stuff. Um, and so of course that meant everyone had to go to college and this was coming right, out of the right. 60s where, you know, education, uh, it's still big, but this is kind of the, this is the era that promoted that into the to what it is now. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, yeah, all my uncles and aunts and all they're all college educated, and everybody's you know a student something. So it's right, like, right, that just put the pressure on. Of you course, of course, you know. What I'm yeah. So and then you know here I come with this laffy taffy desire to want to be a actor. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know that's the thing. That's what they're like, really. So. You know that 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 put that put a lot of pressure on. But my overall love for it came from, uh, uh, I mean, I, I with with that story, there were a lot of talents that came from that. You know, I was able to sing as a young man, and I was able to. I was an artist at one point, Very nice. and uh, and I was a pretty serious artist. I mean, I tried to. I, my intention was either to go and work for Marvel Comics. That was Ooh. like the goal. This is before. This is before the MCU. And right, right, right. What it is. Yeah, this is this is back when it was still on page and paper, buddy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, 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 that was it was one of those things or play sports, you know, and it was like it was a lot of things I knew how to do. But yeah, I always had the acting bug, you know, I always had the, the, the desire to do it and didn't even. Um, and we had a pretty good theater department in my high school and I just. Never went and did it. Uh, 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 Hudson, uh, Mr. Hudson was the name of the teacher, which eventually he helped me, which is so funny because I never went to his class, but he knew who I was. Right, right. And uh, 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 I'm a Dunbar High School graduate. And it's funny because I never get that. We never, I never talk about that in my interviews, really. <laughs> but we're, uh, 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 yeah, historical Dunbar High School. We had the winningest, the winningest uh, uh, basketball team in the state for, nice. for years, for years under Coach uh, Coach Hughes, uh, uh, Robert Hughes is his name, and uh, they've been trying to make a movie about him. They made a couple of documentaries, but they've been oh, trying really? to make a movie about him for for the longest. Yeah, wow. and so I, he was there when I was there. He called. He says he's old as dirt, and and and, and he, he's not really lying because every he's like everybody's grandfather. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I have, like my age you know and they're all you know 60 plus you know and, right and he's older than all of them like you know he is old enough to be their dad and mom like you know wow. he's been teaching that long i mean and he was teaching them 
you talking about somebody that's been grown my entire life. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, you know, he's a, uh, uh, I took his health class like so many others did and mm-hmm. tried to get on his basketball team and, um, uh, while they were still winning titles, you know, and, and, uh, nothing ever came of it. So I ended up playing football. So I guess the, I tried to say the short of it, but, uh, but I had to figure out which ability or which talent I wanted to work on. Right. Or right. Focus on. And so when you got, you know, the old term, you got too many pokes in the fire yep. and that was, that was me. Trying to I know it all too well. So yeah. As a kid voiceover, you know, I, I would hear Mel Blanc with the Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. would, you know, and, and all the things that he did, the legendary Mel Blanc. Oh yeah. And, uh, uh, um, oh, there's another voice actor, um, the voice of uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, is what it is his name? Jim Cummings? Yes, Jim yep. Cummings. Yes, I mean, who, like, we have all heard Jim Cummings' yeah. voice. But, I mean, he, and you, you see the guy, you know, I've seen his interviews, he looks like a rock and roll guy, but the guy, exactly. says, like, his voice is as heavy as mine, if not heavier. And he does Winnie the freaking Pooh. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, and so, and, I, mean, he, I mean, he is, you know, he's dark-winged duck. You know, he's done all this stuff. So I'm listening to guys like this, and, and these are, and, 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 and he, uh, James Earl Jones, Keith David, these are like my, you know. Of course. My Mount Rushmore voice actors and uh, and, and uh, uh, talent. And so, you know, I was always uh, captivated by their performances. Absolutely. And they wanted to. So it, it, uh, it comes to a head where after – I'll say maybe a 20 year hiatus <laughs> from that trying to figure out what else I was going to do in my life. Uh, when I was about 24, I, I decided I was going to go to radio school. Mm-hmm. I get into, uh, I get into the American broadcasting school, which Kate was just out of Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. They, they had a, uh, they had another school here in Texas. And, um, I started to, uh, you know, my voice had been heavy, since I was 15. Right, so, right. So, you know, I wake up talking more like Michael Jackson. I, I start, I go to bed talking more like Michael Jackson, and I wake up, you know, talking like this. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you know, you, I'm freaking out my mom. So that was, uh, <laughs> that was interesting. And so it's like, well, you yeah. got to do something with that. And so I, um, I uh, go into voice, uh, into uh, broadcasting school. And, and, and as I'm doing the radio work, because right back then, podcasting wasn't it was called internet radio yeah so we did uh we did kbs worldwide internet radio so nobody you know nobody knew what a podcast was right right. there were some people that were starting to to pay attention and so they called it they had this room they called the fishbowl and we would do work in there uh podcast work in there and stuff and so um and uh yeah for you for all the young guys out there and girls this is uh this is uh these are the olden days (laughs) (laughs) so so uh, podcasting and all that stuff so it was internet radio and so we do all this stuff and and i found out that as i'm writing commercials that i uh that i uh because you learn how to do everything there like uh, we learned how to write scripts commercials uh uh, sports writing like Mm -hmm. all that stuff and so I had some great teachers and, and really, really cool uh, 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 colleagues and people that I worked with there. And um, I learned that I liked doing the commercials and characters right. more so than doing the actual radio stuff and uh, podcasting. And so uh, I knew that that was more or less what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, maybe maybe about just under 10 years later, I... Um, <laughs> 
I decided to go, go ahead and, and see if I couldn't submit myself to Funimation. Nice. And uh, uh, so I'm fast forwarding here pretty good. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. This <laughs> has been a fascinating to, story. Trying to shrink it all. You know, <laughs> This conversation, but yeah, it's uh, so I I, uh, I made it. I knew how to make an audio demo, mm-hmm. and I made one and uh, submitted it to them, and um, and heard nothing for three months, and then I made a uh, I made a second submission like maybe two months from that first one, mm-hmm. and they were and at that time it was really 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 hard oh, to yeah. find if you had no connections to them, it was really hard to find. Um, how to submit to them yeah and so uh I, but I, you know after doing my research and doing the digging i found it i submitted the first time nothing two months i submit again nothing and i was gonna give up on it at that point and uh which is something i don't do but i was already yeah. married i was doing all this stuff you know i was trying to figure things out at the time. absolutely and uh and uh you know and so i i uh you know, with, with kids and all, you know, you, you you don't have a whole lot of time to mess around. So that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth of it. So you know, I, 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 uh, they uh, 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 finally they contacted me and told me they liked my demo. They liked me to come in and audition for a few roles. Now they already knew what they wanted me to do, but I didn't find that out until later. Ah. So I go in <laughs> and I auditioned for a fairy tale, and they had like four. They had about. Five, maybe five to seven characters and I auditioned for as many of them as I could and uh, uh, they picked me for uh, one and that was the first character that I'd ever done and that was Azuma uh, fairy tale which uh, uh, Azuma is from what I understand is considered a black character like kind of across the board but I I looked at him and I was like well he's definitely a character of color because I didn't know you know for sure right you right know, what he what he was and I don't think they ever really specified but uh you know he's a brown character so I was like oh okay so that's cool you know and so I I uh <laughs> I got to, I put my best uh I asked about the other characters and they were like oh no 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 we like you for this one let's just let's, let's focus on this one I was, so I did my best uh, after looking at him and kind of analyzing mm-hmm. and thinking, what could I do with him? I put my best uh, Kevin Conroy impersonation on uh, nice. the voice of Batman. And um, solid choice. And, uh, yeah, and that's how that went. So yeah, very long answer to probably very short question. <laughs> no, I I loved it. I, we broke new ground as far as some things that you don't normally typically cover in interviews. So strike one for me. That's awesome. But like just the oh, okay, cool. the entire story was fascinating too. But like, th- there's so many things that I want to ask. Like I'll, I'll narrow it down to two off of that. But okay. when you're when you have so many irons in the fire and you feel that your passion is leading towards acting, and and this is something that I've definitely like dealt with as I've gotten more involved in voice acting and everything, especially when you're not fulfilling that desire that you have to be an actor. Did you notice yourself like? getting stressed out, getting depressed, even though like you were pursuing your artistic endeavors and everything else, football even, did you feel yourself like just not feeling fulfilled during all that? Or did you even realize that was going on? Well, you don't, you know, you're living. Yeah, exactly. So you're not really thinking about it. You know, now when in hindsight, you know, when I look back on it, I can't say that that I was going through a form of depression or anything that way. You know, I wasn't really going that way. Yeah. It, it was some, there were some things that were depressing. I mean, because right, you're trying right. to, you know, you're trying, you're grasping for whatever you can, you know, mm-hmm. and it feels like you're grasping for straws and you're trying to figure out which way is up and 
what you're going to do. And uh, there were a lot of things that happened to me during that time that, uh, that uh, boy, I tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the experience. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, you know, people say I, I, re- I have a lot of respect for the people that are like, you know, I'm, I wouldn't change any of it. Because <laughs> there's some things I probably would like to change, you know. Oh, for sure. I'd, like, I, I, I'd, I'd still be pretty good. Right, right. That. But, but yeah, it was. I mean, you know, it, it's when I look back on it. If anything, it makes me more grateful for what I have now. And of I, course, things turned out. But the uh, I, I wasn't. It was. It was a tough time trying to. Uh, at some point or another, around the around that time, I was trying to get into voice acting, mm-hmm. which was interesting because I was I was really aiming for on camera work. That right. Was the aim, like voice acting, was not the aim. I mean, even though. I'd gone to radio school. Mm-hmm. I just realized at that point what I liked doing more of. And I was like, and the, and the point of it then was to get into radio. Absolutely. And so they, um, but uh, uh, other things happened in life and I just wasn't able to focus on it like I wanted to. Right. And so I, uh, uh, but I did. So my mindset was, I got to get, you know, to, you know, start taking acting courses and, you know, because mm-hmm. I was oh, yeah. thinking of it in the traditional sense. I mean, which is the way you should approach acting, you know, Very true. even voice acting, you know, you should approach it that way. And I tell people that when I, when uh, people ask for advice and yep. for getting into voiceover and whatnot, I'm like, no, you need to take some acting courses because it's voice acting. I mean, you hear the term voiceover, which is, which is what we're doing, but we're also acting, which yep. is the biggest part of it. And uh, if you don't know how to act, you know, you're not going to be a very successful voice actor. Very uh, true. You know, because that, I mean, you, you don't always feel like what you're having to express when you're getting into, you know, when you're doing the commercial or yep. especially if it's a, if it's a high, if it's a, a, a really, ex- you have to be excited character. Exactly. Like for example, uh, Top in Dragon Ball Super is oh, probably yeah. the most excited character that I've played. I mean, which is a stark contrast from Admiral Kizaru. Right, right. This, this really calm, cool, laid-back character. You know, he's not a care in the world. You can't kill me, but I can destroy you. You know, mm-hmm. he's that guy. But you know, Top is what up there. You know, yep. he's like, you know. So if I don't, I gotta still bring that life. You know, bring exactly that that that, that, that you know, despite how I may be feeling at the time. Yeah, but I have so much fun doing it. You know, it's like whatever. So I guess to to summarize uh, your question the it was a it was a a a, a, a tough time trying to figure out what to do absolutely but, but uh it has those I, and i did a lot of jobs man like i worked a lot of different types of jobs but it it all helps me in my voice business because at some point or another those skills translate you know many That's of it. those skills translate i did a lot of sales work i did a lot of uh a lot of different types of work in general that mm-hmm. just you know it all translates because you wear a lot of hats when when you're the salesperson when you're the That's it. uh when you're the uh, the marketer you know very no true very true team you know when you're the you're the audio engineer you're the you know yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you do everything so all of those hats uh wearing those hats really really helped me out of my business so i absolutely you know, i guess i do fall into the cliche i wouldn't change anything in that <laughs> regard so you know it it, it 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 led me to where i am so absolutely I, it, while it was tough it 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 uh it was very helpful very very true and i mean everything you said too about like 
just the acting workshops, getting the reps in, everything, it all plays into effect here for sure. And it's so funny that you mentioned, you know, like that on stage and behind the camera, like live screen acting was your goal because um, I recently did a workshop with Caitlin Glass and she said like, those are the people that she tries to bring into the booth, like the stage and the live performance actors, because just what they bring into the booth is just a whole nother level. But it's, well, and they know how to project. Exactly. Exactly. They know how to project. And she comes from, she comes from the same background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Caitlin's awesome. Awesome. Yes. She really is. Very, very true. And then of course we were talking off air before we started recording about, you know, like wrestling and everything like that. So funny. You should mention top because that's just the stereotypical eighties professional wrestler. That's just loud projecting over the top, over emotional, but we'll, we'll come back to him in just a second. The, Okay. The second question I had was uh, about ADR and just recording for those characters because obviously it's going to be an English dub, so those characters, the scenes, and everything have already been recorded, and you have to match the mouth flaps for those. What right. was that experience like for you your first time in the booth? Um, well, uh, it, it's... It, it, it's it's all new, like anything. So mm-hmm. you just more or less. I mean, I'm big on taking direction. You of know, course. If you're, when I don't know something, I learned a long time ago. It's best not to go in. And I used to be a really cocky person by nature. Right, so right. I, <laughs> I was like, I was. I, I could have been a wrestler at some point, man. Oh yeah. Gimmick down and everything. Right, and, right. Uh, <laughs> and so we used to play all of that as kids anyway. But, but you know, just not quite extreme like the extreme backyard stuff you saw. Oh, thank God, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like living. So exactly, the, uh, <laughs> living and the, walking. Uh, yeah, right, right. And uh, 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 so it was. Um, it was. It was. Um, it, they walk you through it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Funimation it was now Crunchyroll. They, they, they're really, they really took good care of me. I, I want to say I think Tyler Walker was the first person. Yes, I love Tyler. With, love Tyler <clears throat> at Funimation, which was really cool and. Uh, uh, he, uh, I believe it was him with Fairy Tale, and then it, it progressed on. I started working with Joel McDonald and uh, 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 quite a few other. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 early on, it was mainly those two, though. Yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, they were uh, with the with that with all of the Fairy Tale work. They they. It really, there was that, and then it was uh, One Piece, is what it was. It was because my first character was Azuma, and then, uh, which was interesting because they were big bads, you know, like nice. were major characters. And then from Azuma, Admiral Kizaru. And uh, it was, it was, they, they, they just took good care of me overall. Mm-hmm. They really took good care of me, and they, they made sure I understood, you know, this is how this works, you know, this is what the breakdown is. They're very explanatory on the on the roles and, and and how the story goes and what this world is like so they build it now it's 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 very fast paced so of you course, have to pick yeah. it up really quickly because you walk into the booth and like now you know i'm so used to it you know i walk in i don't even think about how hard it really is yeah you know because it, it, it's it's like it's like driving mm-hmm. and this is what i mean we drive every day and, and if you go back to when you first start driving 
you know, when you first started to learn how to drive, like it was really hard. You had all these things you had to focus on. Yep. But you don't consider like what you're really doing when you're driving. Like you're driving for you and the other person, exactly. or the other fifty people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're 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 you're, you're checking your your mirrors. You're looking out. You have to have you have to have spatial awareness, depth perception. All of this is going on at the same time. Yep. Well, that's what it, that's what it's like in a lot of ways. You're when you walk in, you know, you say your hellos and whatnot. And, and the main thing I wanted to be was like a sponge. I wanted to of absorb course. all of the information because I knew if I'm going to be good at this, I got to learn as much as I can. And the first thing was um, trying to get past the, the learning curve of the lingo. Because, you know, with yeah. every business and, you know, you being a wrestling guy, you know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of lingo in that business that you yep. have to get accustomed to, to know what people mean when they're talking. Otherwise, it's like listening to a whole other language. Yeah. <laughs> Come again? Like they'll say, you know, they'll say, right, they'll say 10 or 12 things, and you're like, I got, I don't even have a, huh? all I know is they're talking about this subject, you know? Yeah. It's like, they're talking about this, but I don't know what that, any of that means. And so, and they, and they, 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 they helped me understand everything and, and what that meant and what, and then I would ask questions. I'd be like, hey, you know, you know, forgive me for asking, you know, but, uh, and they're like, oh, no, it's okay. So what is this? Or what does that mean? And then they tell me. And so, I, I, it, it, they were very helpful. So I, I was always, mo- I was, but so, you know, when I got past the nervousness of having to get ready to do the part mm-hmm. and actually act it out, because one thing when you're doing it in front of, you know, you're acting out characters in front of family. But oh yeah. So it's a whole other thing when you're doing it in front of, you know, the real people. It's like yep. now you're getting paid for this. Now it's serious. The mic is hot. You know, everything yeah. is ready to go. Yeah. And you know, and, and and it's so funny because people in general, even in, if you ever go to those acting workshops and stuff, you know, people get. Well, People talk one way, and then you get them in front of a mic, and then they'll talk totally different. Yeah. And we just kind of inherently do that because we have this thing in our mind about what we're doing exactly. or what we have to do. And it's like, oh, I, I'm not – it's like you're not – you're acting, but you're not acting. You're not, you know, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be trying to act. It's like, hello, I am here. Yeah. I am Ray Heard doing this. It's like – that's what people start to do instead of hello i'm right here how are you what's going on man you know chris me and chris are here you know we're doing this it's yep. not like that <laughs> you know that's what it's really supposed to be and so they uh they you know the the the, the uh and here i am going long long, long no dude you are fine yeah, but you're but, you're spot but, on but it's, uh, it's uh, it, it, it is an experience where you they, they they do a lot of they do a lot to get you comfortable you know, and I'm mm-hmm. still sweating while I'm standing there, but you know, I'm trying oh, of to course, cool of course. I don't want them thinking <laughs> I'm not a professional, you know. So, right. Like, you know, even though it's my first gig, I don't want them to think of it that way, even though they may know that. You know, it's like I have zero resume history here, you know. <laughs> but my thinking, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but my thinking going into it was the reason why I even submitted to Funimation is because I said, well, I wanted to get a jump start on my career. And if I could get, uh, if I could get credits behind my name from a reputable business, that would that would give me a jump start absolutely you know I mean? versus what it would be if i did a lot of free work or a lot of low-end stuff or for sure yeah type stuff you know i wanted to get some credits behind my name which is what a friend of mine uh at the time he was uh he's a wrestler he's uh he was a local uh circuit wrestler uh by the name of blade he went by the name of blade okay and he's still uh, yeah yeah and he, he dressed like blade like, nice you know, nice blade. Like, you know he looked like wesley snipes you know and he come in dressed as the character, and he was uh, 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 really cool. I always called him the Daywalker. I still do. You know? 
<laughs> so, you know, he was big. And that is his name. Like, that's his legal name. And wow. so <laughs> he's, uh, he's a cool guy, man. He was doing, he was helping me get uh, a demo together nice. to, uh, for uh, for on-camera work so I could start mm-hmm. submitting to agencies and stuff. Right, right. <clears throat> I'm, I'm submitting to agencies with no knowledge of the fact. Well, I, I, I was, was knowing that I hadn't really done any, I hadn't done anything significant. Yeah. First, you know, but I'm like, I got to get an agent, got to get an agent. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So I tried to. I guess I was cutting corners, but I was doing it in such a way where it's 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 still legit, and I'm. I just need to get some credits behind my name. Yeah. So he told me after watching Fairy Tale, I showed him. I said, "Hey man, I just did this with Tyler Walker and Funimation, and, all. and he sits down with me and he says, he saw my name at the end of the credits, and he was like, "Dude, why are you trying so hard to get on camera? It's like you're already with this company. Why aren't you pushing for more of this?" Fair point. And I was like, "You're right." <laughs> and so, you know, that was mm-hmm. when I focused more on voiceover than on camera stuff. And as time went on, the on camera work just started to come in. Absolutely, know? And I started to get more offers because I I made myself available for that too. Yeah, but my, my the, all the pressing was primarily for voice work, and it just it opened up other doors for me, which was uh, which was a huge blessing. And that was uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet, <laughs> I bet. And Hopefully then I answered your question in there. Oh, uh, yeah, you definitely <laughs> did. And then one thing, too, it kind of harkens back to, you know, the many irons in the fire that you referenced earlier. With the doors open to voiceover and everything that came from Funimation and now Crunchyroll, and then the on-camera work starts coming in, too. Did you have a problem balancing both? Was it easy to schedule and work around, you know, like the requirements for each? What was that like? Well, at the time, it was was easier because... I had a whole lot of fewer clients. At that point, I was doing voice work with studio houses, mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't like uh, I hadn't I hadn't launched my own um, uh, my own at home voiceover business, you know, right, in my right, own right. personal studio, I should say, um, uh, in that way yet. So I took I took the whole I, I, when I branched out, I started working with Funimation in 2013, and um, I've, 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 I started to do all of these searches for, um, for voice acting to, to, so I could get a broader spectrum of how of it works. And so I went to the co- the college of YouTube and, uh, <laughs> cause it was definitely a university in itself. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, uh um, I was just scanning, scanning the internet for whatever information I could find on voiceover. Cause I'm like, this is great with the dubbing and, 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 and all, but what, what I but at back then, and I don't know if they still do it this way. I'm not quite really a hundred percent sure, but Funimation had a policy where they only, you only did one, maybe, you know, and, and, and it's reaching, you know, maybe two characters a year. Oh, and wow. uh, uh, for every voice actor that they had working with them, and uh, for the most part, and that was kind of their that was kind of the norm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was uh, I don't think it was uh, it wasn't a written policy. It was just more or less kind of the way they operated. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and I broke all of the boundaries my first year. I did four characters. Wow. And uh, uh, I remember two of which were major characters obviously the azuma and admiral kizaru and then mm-hmm. uh i can't i don't remember off the cuff the other two, two characters but i had done all i done four that year so i uh, uh got a call the following year um about um going into the spring or summer of that year yeah and uh they were like hey man from behind the, uh, the voice actors uh the, the website and they contacted me and they were like hey you know how does it feel to be 
you know, to have broken this record. And I'm like, what do you mean? And it's like, you know, you're, you, you just won an award for breakthrough voice actor of 2014. Wow. And I'm like, really? You know, cause so they were like, you know, wow. you, you like Funimation never does this. And that's when they, you know, it was explained to me yeah. how they operate in that way. And they were like, you did four characters. And I like to kind of, I like to, 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 I love Chris Seven. He's my, of course, like, of my course. Dude. <laughs> that is my dude. Okay. All right. Anybody say something bad about Chris, you got to answer to me. And I would not say anything bad about Chris. But I like to, I like to, 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 to dig at him a little bit from time to time. Of course. I beat him. I beat him that year. As a, 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 and that's a, saying that something. So yeah, Oof, yeah, I beat him. Man. He was, he was up for it and it was, uh, 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 he was up for it in the listing and it was a few other people that it was well actually it was a lot of other people uh and i was like you know you don't know when that stuff happens you, yeah it's not like i was there when they put the nominations and you know you just find out afterwards but, yeah you know and uh, the same thing happened to me when i did uh my hero academia the first time i got a call from a reporter and they were like how does it feel to be a part of the greatest uh the the, the biggest anime in the world and i was like hold on and so I start, <laughs> I start looking through information real quick, like you know, is it you know, because you do so much work, you don't always, you're not able to keep up with everything. Exactly, yeah, so, yeah. It was, uh, it was. Uh, so you talk about folks in the fire, you know. And oh, of course, that was a, that was a, a, a big thing. So yeah, after, uh, so that year, I, and I, I, I found a guy online that I, I started learning. Um, he was the only person that was putting. Um, uh, voice, uh, free voice content, voiceover content online, and uh, in terms of how to, yeah, and uh, uh, Bill DeWeese is his name, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Become, yeah, yeah, you're like, man, you're talking about top tier, you know, cool, awesome person, mm -hmm. that, like he, his, his book, he literally wrote the book uh, on uh, six figure voiceover success, and that, 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 oh, wow, that's when I started really making you know, pretty good money in this business. That's when I, that's when I was able to, to make money on my own apart from the studio. Absolutely. Going to, a, to a studio house. And so that was, that was huge for me. Um, I would say so. Yeah. It, it, so I spent that whole year studying. Like I didn't do anything else. I just studied uh, uh, that material. Like I didn't do any other work and all that. I mean, other than the work I was already doing, of course, I wasn't yeah. doing anything on my own necessarily. It was just whatever came out of Funimation and you know whatever other things I could scrape up, scrape together. I was like, I, I just dedicated myself to studying everything voiceover from him. And then after that, uh, I got his book. He was giving out free samples of his book at the time, and I did that. And, and uh, that's when I started. Uh, I, I launched my own business in 2015, apart from the other studio houses. Because by that time, I'd already started doing work with Chris Savage Studio, mm -hmm. and uh, um, that was that was cool. Oh that yeah, was, that was really cool too. Yeah, and I'd that's uh, those years. That's Okratron, correct? Yes. Yes. Okratron okay. Yep. I'm yes, right. Yes. I'm right there with you. Then I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, have you ever have you ever been there and seen a studio? I haven't been there in person. I just get the auditions. That's about as far as it goes. But you know, I'm kind of yeah. like removed from everything up here in Tennessee. But man, oh, I would. Okay, yeah, okay, I would okay, love okay, to be I down see. in that area because that's kind of like the hotbed for all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I found out Funimation was here, I was like, "Oh, you're right." You know, they were at the time they were in Flower Mound. I was like, "Oh man, it's yeah. like nowhere." You know, it was like 46 minutes for me, but it was like, you know, it's nothing in Texas. Everything's spread out. Exactly. So it's like, you know, you're used to traveling. You know, mm -hmm. if you're here, so I'm like, man, that's that's perfect. So I went and heck yeah, my first job. You you know, my my first gig with him was uh, 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 the movie. Uh, you know, the, you follow the Ip Man movies, Ip Man. 
Um, uh, uh, Donnie Yen plays Bruce Lee's uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I always say it mine, but yeah, yeah, the uh, the uh, 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 so in part three, he fights Mike Tyson. You know, that's the big fight, the big yeah. fight at the end. And uh, Okatron, excuse me, Okatron puts out a, an audition for uh, a Mike Tyson sound alike, and so they, uh, you know, they I, I went to I decided to go ahead and audition, and next thing you know. Um, probably a couple of weeks later, mm-hmm. they hit me up and they told me, "Hey, we'd like you to come in, you know, and and uh, play Mike Tyson." <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" So <clears throat> I come in and <clears throat> excuse me, and I start asking questions. I'm like, "So what? So so how many other people are auditioned for this?" I was like, "Oh, it was probably you know, um, 275, 300 people that auditioned for this part, and uh, we really liked your your audition, and you know." They, decided to go ahead and bring you in on it and i was like oh man and i was thinking my i thought my impersonation was really bad actually but and then my voice we're our own worst critics but i was yeah but i was like doing you know the best i could to try to lighten it and make it work right right at that time i hadn't hadn't quite learned how to do that yet and so i uh so when you watch it on netflix they they they, they, the cantonese the problem was the audio for it was so bad Mm -hmm. when it came in from the cantonese version that's that's the real Mike Tyson's voice in the Cantonese version. It's still on oh, Netflix wow. now, but the uh, the uh, the the Cantonese version was so bad audio wise. They needed uh, 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 Okatron was elected, or somehow they got the contract to mm-hmm. uh, to to do fix all the audio on it. And oh wow! So they did all the auditions for the other characters and stuff. And so <laughs> so I uh, uh, when you hear it in English. It's it's my voice you're hearing. Nice. But if you okay. wait, if you if you look for the credits at the end, I was waiting to see the credits at the end, and it was so many different dubbing houses that had done it in yeah. other languages that it never gets to Okatron. Oh no! So you never get to see all of us that had done it. I think Dang. I think yeah, it was Raleigh. I want to say it was either it was either Donald or Raleigh Pickens I worked with. Um, uh, 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 that that was the audio engineer for that. Which is it's so nice having an audio engineer. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, that was that I, I was a little off from. Which no, I, no, that's that was, man, that's amazing to hear. That was and that was really cool. That that kind of oh, actually yeah. leads me to another question too, especially now with things being remote and you know back in the day, I didn't realize that you know like these actors were just individually in a booth sometimes wouldn't even see their fellow co-actors and wouldn't even meet them till like you know a decade or so later or meet them at a convention yeah, yeah you just see these videos of like what goes on at fox where they have group reads or they're all in a studio together so i used to assume that was a, yeah i would assume that was across the board but what was it like for you when you finally get to meet some of these actors that you've had multiple credits with or multiple episodes with do you like what is that like for you when you finally meet the person behind that character's voice that you've been working with for so long? Excuse me. Um, well, that was it's it's a joy, man. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Like when I got to when I went to the uh, command con, for example, I um, I, I had never met any of the yeah the uh, the only person that I had met before was two people there that I knew previously, and that was Rico Fajardo. And uh, which that's my boy. That's like me and Rico. Rico is a really cool guy. I mean, like I've never called a man a sweet man before, except until I met Rico. Right, like, right. It's like, you know what I mean, and I mean, like he's just a sweet guy. He's just yeah. a great, great guy. I mean, like I can't think of anything to say ne- negative about him, like at all. Like he's just cool. Of people, course, man. yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, 
uh, he's he's him and um, uh, 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 who else was there? Oh, Inman, Jeremy Inman. Oh yeah, which, which is funny because I had met Inman, but I never knew that that's who that was. Yeah, because he was working at Funny at the time, and I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> so I I had shaken hands with him and stuff before, and I was like, but I never put, and his name was like. Uh, <laughs> he had like this legendary name in mm-hmm. the business, you know. It's like, oh, you know, well, we talked to Inman. They don't even call him Jeremy. They're like, oh, yeah. we talked to Inman, you know. And Inman <laughs> did this, and Inman did that, and so I finally told him that when I met him. And and, uh, and that's the nature of the beast. Like that's the hard part for on camera actors. And you'd be surprised how many on camera actors want to do voiceover. Yeah. Which nowadays, since the pandemic has made it really, really easy for a lot of big mm-hmm. names. I've never. Everybody looked at Joe Rogan with the podcast, for example, and they're like. You know, he was ahead of the curve, and he was, and he'll tell you, like, I, man, I was just, you know, you know, messing around with my people, man. Yeah, just <laughs> talking to my friends. Yeah, you know, and he just wanted to do something that, you know, because, uh, you know, he made all that fear factor money. Yep, he yep. didn't have to do anything else. So he's like, man, you know, I just wanted to shoot the breeze. That's it. Got to fill my time yeah. now. <laughs> right. And so, and now you see all these A-listers doing voiceover and doing yep. uh, 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 commercials like, I mean, I've never before. I mean, you've always had actors and and sports figures do uh, oh, yeah. commercials and stuff and and brands, uh, brand promotions and stuff, but you've never seen it like it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, Matthew McConaughey is the voice of Reliant and yep. Lincoln. Yeah, both brands are practically his. Like he is the voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dennis Haysbert has been all state forever, even before it was popular. So I give him a pass on that. Yeah, but. Uh, you know that, and then you've got uh, uh, um, there's a the Canadian service that uh, which the Canadians are really getting into voiceover now, like big time oh, over yeah. in America. I see more auditions from uh, from Canada now than yeah. before, but they uh, uh, and I mean just since the con, which is funny because you know most of the actors that were in Dragon Ball at the, the originals yep. were uh, based uh, out of Canadian Canada actors. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so it's. It is. It is a different. It's, it's a. It's a different beast now. And so they. Uh, uh, and it's funny because now I'm, ta- I'm talking about the business like you didn't ask about me. <laughs> it's all the same. Because, <laughs> because they. They. Uh, uh, they. When. When our camera actors have to do voiceover, they. It is like a whole new challenge for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know a lot of uh, 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 different actors on camera that they'll just. They'll just ask me like, "How do you do that?" Like it's because you know, uh, on camera acting is. Uh, Acting in that sense is reacting. Yep. You're reacting to the other person's emotions yep. and the, what's on their face and what you see right in front of you. But I didn't really realize that this was hard, you know. And I was like, well, okay, well, I'm. I, it made me appreciate what I did even more because, of it's course, like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, if I'm, if this is the hard part, then on camera will be easy. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's the way I looked at it because it's like, okay, this is the, this is. It's more difficult to have to work on somebody's voice, and I didn't think of it that way. But we never see these people, you know. Yeah. Like I did Dragon Ball Super, and I—I I, I mean, I'm just now meeting many of the. I mean, I met Meredith once, and it was in passing, you know, yeah. Android 18. <clears throat> and I'm like, you know, and she remembered me from that day, which is so crazy. Guys, just wow. her from out, out, like way across the studio, outside yeah. the, the room, you know. And she's over in, you know, kind of hunched over in front of the microphone, looking like she's about to play something on a guitar <laughs> and uh which is funny because she's in a band for real that's true and, yeah uh, and 
And uh, uh, while she's sitting over there, and I was like, he said, hey, that's Android 18 over there. That's Meredith. And I was like, oh, really? And so I waved at her, and he's like, yeah, she is. She has always been Android 18. I was thinking, wow, which I have a funny, uh, when I met her, I told her, I said, you have been, uh, you'll be, you're the only woman in history that can say that you've been 18 for 22 years. Yeah. <laughs> I told her, I said, I'm going to tell everybody that. Yeah. I, I can't keep that to myself. No, that's and gold. That is gold. 22 years. <laughs> I said, there is no woman in history that can say that. <clears throat> and so that's a uh, uh yeah that's pretty funny but so anyway it's just uh it's uh i was and i was just hearing it's so funny you asked me that because i was just hearing that same thing uh i follow uh, a podcast that i just learned about um and they talked to voice actors and um uh i can't remember his name but he was the guy that uh uh that uh used to be he was in boy meets world he was the older brother and he was he was the voice oh. of terry mcginnis in batman beyond <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I know. You know, you can probably see him, but you know, yeah. And I and I hate that because he's a really cool person see, and, uh, from see. what I've seen. And uh, he's uh, I haven't met him before, but uh, I just became friends with his co-star, mm -hmm. who was the uh, she was a, a alum of the Disney uh, Disney, and uh, she was uh, Shia LaBeouf's sister in uh, what's the name of that show? Uh, Even Steven. Yeah. And she also she also did another uh, and, and recently. Uh, 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 I received a friend request from her, so I, I was like, cool. And I didn't even know who she was, you know, but I saw right. she worked in the entertainment, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then uh, I then I started getting feed from her podcast, and I was like, oh, that's who you are, you know? Nice. And so it was, it was, you know, you see a picture on social media. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you don't always think about it unless they're like a, a staple of, of, of <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. acting, you know, acting, whatever. So it's just, it, it's a... Uh, it was interesting to 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 see that, and they were talking about that very same thing. I mean, these they've been working in voiceover forever, and they they it, it had been like uh, they, he he worked with Kevin Conroy, yeah, and didn't meet Man. him until like way you know way after the fact. And um, uh, when you listen to uh, Tom Hanks talk about Toy Story, mm -hmm. he's like. Nobody sees each other. It's like yeah. they'll come in and do their part, and they will have never met the other cast member. Yep. And people don't understand how separated it really is. In 2020, when the pandemic hit, that was like the loneliest year ever. Oh, and God. And voiceover was already it, – it was a two-year learning curve for me when it mm -hmm. came down to doing my own business yeah. voiceover apart from the studios. Because at least when you go in studio, you meet with an audio engineer – you meet with a director, mm -hmm. potentially, you know, you may be have you may have at least two other people in the room, you know, at minimum one, which you're still talking to someone. Right. But when you're doing it as a as your own thing, it's for the primarily email yeah. discussions. Like it's rare to get on the phone with anybody. It's rare to have anything like this, you know, this type of dialogue. So, you know, you you you, you learn to appreciate these moments more. Of course. Because it's a very lonely job, a very lonely job. And I'm an extrovert. So it's like, <laughs> oh, man, this is, I, 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 I remember, you know, I, I've had this conversation several times and I'm like, man, it, I, during that time, it was really hard for me to, to deal with it. But I knew I had to suck it up and do it because, you know, this is what I've been, you know, this is what I wanted to do. This right. was what God had given me. And this has been, you know, and this was, it was, it was. It was. I knew I needed to take care of this baby, and you know, make it, make it something. So of course, it, uh, it, uh, man, I'm glad I stuck with it. But boy, absolutely, it was, you know, it was, <laughs> it was a challenge, man. Oh, I don't it doubt it. 
I yeah, don't doubt it. Uh, well, man, so, yeah. speaking, uh, we've, we've talked about the challenge. Let's talk about the rewarding part, because this will be my, my main event question before we flip the roles a little bit. What okay. has been the most rewarding part for you about getting to interact with these fans at cons? Like you mentioned KameaCon, but when you actually get to meet these fans that are like huge, huge followers of the characters you brought life to on the American scene, what is it like having those interactions, especially like when you find out that one of your characters was so, you know, either inspiring or such like a, a pivotal thing to these people? What's that like for you? Well, it's energizing. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 so so much fun, yeah. You know, to to meet everybody and see the because I'm a fan mm-hmm. and I get it. You know what I mean? I'm oh, a fan. Yeah. I mean, I I I remember I went to the Comic Con in 2012 um, uh, that they had um, at the at that time the uh, what they called it was the Irving Convention Center, but you know everything in Texas is Dallas. You know? Yeah, of course. You're not from, you're not from here, so. <laughs> so even though we vehemently disagree <laughs> if we're from anywhere else, you know, here in the state. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, and I went and I met Kevin Conroy for the first time, and it was, uh, it was, it took two hours to get in the building. The line was that long. Wow. And then when I went to his line, it took another two hours to see Gosh. him. And, and the fans were so, the only thing I can relate that experience to it was such a surreal experience. Mm-hmm. I had never experienced anything outside of church that was like that, man. Right. It was like, it was, uh, it was like, uh, it was almost like a spiritual experience. Like the, the, the vibe from everyone. Yeah. You know, you never, you, 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 every place has a presence regardless to what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Every place That's has a true. presence. If you've ever walked in and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I mean. If you walk into a place, if you've ever walked into a place and you felt the energy zapped out of you, if you walked in feeling really good and energy was zapped yep. out of you and everybody has a negative attitude, that's what I mean. Know it all too well. Yeah, it, it, was, it was the opposite. I was there and everybody was cool. Like everybody. I had stood in that line so long to meet Kevin Conroy. I met like four or five other people, you know, a couple yeah. uh, that was together, a husband and wife couple, a father and son. Um, you know, and some other and so, uh, some other groups of people, three different nationalities, and we're all there. Three, maybe four different nationalities. You know, on a, wow. we're all there, and that's not including me. Yeah, <laughs> we're all there, and and talking like, you know, and and as we got to know each other and stuff. By the time we got to see him and got ready to move on to the next thing, like we didn't even want to separate. Like, right, we were, right. Like, trying to figure out. How to stick? Like, where are you going? Where are you going? You know, you know, maybe I can go with you guys. And it's like we realized we had to separate and go do the rest of whatever. We yep. Were doing. And it's like that's the experience. And when I went to the uh, uh, Con, which was the, my first convention, and um, it was uh, it was that way. You know, everybody was just really, really, really cool. And uh, I, 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 I mean, it's not like they're just taking your energy and. You're dumping just like you you're giving an info dump and, and that's it. It's yeah. like they're 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 giving back to you in the process Absolutely. because they're telling you where their fandom started and, and how they got to know your character and, and, and if they didn't know you were the character, you were the voice actor for that character. They're yep. like, Man, you know, I didn't know who you were, man, but I'm so glad like I knew you I know your voice, but I didn't know you, you know. And right, like, right. Now I can put the face together with the character. So and cool. they're like, Man, you know, they they tell you 
these some some of these stories are strange, like how your character helped them or yeah. through a tough time, or how your character um, made them. It just it just you know how how it made them feel a certain way about themselves. Yeah, you know, it's just it's, it's 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 unusual, but really rewarding because you just you can feel you you see the sincerity in yeah. their eyes and you see how happy they are genuinely just of to meet you. And uh, and it's and it's a big deal in our business because, like I said before, you know, it's a very lonely business, you know, mm-hmm. and most of what we do, we just do it and we crank it out. You know, we're cranking out yep. the content. So it's like it's kind of like being a it's like being, I, mean, I guess the most mundane concept, you know, if you were a bottle maker, you know, yeah. you just make bottles, you make bottles and the bottles get the labels later. You don't yep. see the labels, but you but you know what the bottle looks like. You just and keep making, making, making. Bottle. And then and then people start to come up to you later on and 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 then tell you how great your bottles are. You know, <laughs> and it's like wow. I mean, your bottles are so sturdy and they're so strong. You know, everybody else's bottles are trash, and I really love your bottles. It's like <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like it's just it's one of those things where you 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 you, you get to appreciate it in that way. And Absolutely. Do for do for voice actors that is just as big for us as it is for the for the audience. And that's because, so awesome to hear because of those things so yeah yeah i, I man i wouldn't uh that's a, that was an awesome feeling and and being a in the kamea con you know they're a tight-knit family there oh yeah um, it's what i what i'm learning and uh it was it was just nice to be a part of it and, it, and i didn't know it was only its fourth year I, yeah I, I thought it was you think it would have been around longer been, yeah you know i think i think it's, uh, it's got to be at least 20 uh, 15 20 years it makes know? sense no, it's just year four and i'm like Wow, you know, so I'm I'm looking forward to doing the next one and uh, you know doing as many conventions as I can because absolutely just the the experience with the fans is just it's nothing you can compare it to. One hundred percent, you know, really, really. Oh it's yeah. Very, let's just say it's because I just did. It's very difficult to find anything else yeah. to compare it. To. So, that, yeah. I mean, that's that's one hundred percent true. I mean, it's a it's a complete battery recharge whether you're a fan. Or you're the actor that the fans are coming to see because you get that positive energy and I guess the synergy out of it too. It benefits both parties and it's such an awesome right. experience. Right, right. And then uh, Kevin Conroy, going back to that part uh, real quickly, he uh, his uh, his uh, line I think was so long for obvious reasons. Oh, but of course, yeah. Besides, besides that, he was the only person there that wasn't charging. Really? And I mean, for at the time I went in, like I had. I, 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 all my money I spent on the ticket to get in. Right. So when, when uh, at that time in my life, and so I went. Uh, uh, I mean, it was a free, it was free, you know, to, to take pictures and get autographs. Yeah. And I was thinking, dude, that's so cool. So yeah. you know, of course, his line. And Stan Lee was there that day. Oh, Stan Lee no. and uh, I want to say William Shatner was there that day too. But I, I only saw I saw Stan Lee. I yeah. never actually got to shake hands and meet Stan Lee, but I got to see him. Yeah, and he was at an angle. He was catacorned to me, and he was—I I saw straight into his booth. People taking pictures with him and all. So I did see him lay eyes on him physically. Right, right. So that was that. Uh, so I was at least fortunate in that way to, to, before he died. That's a good memory uh, in to, itself, to right there. Him. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, and I still have the pictures from that event. But nice. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. That's 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 what it's like for us. So we we as voice actors really appreciate the fans. Because, Absolutely. You know, you're the reason why we 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 can do this. Um, the way we do it so that's it you're the reason that you know gets to pay ray gets to pay his bills and take care of his family doing something that he loves and you can't beat that 
you can't beat it, man. You no, can't sir. beat it with two sticks. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome feeling, and, and you know, and 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 they really love it. You know, they love it as much as you do, and I mean, yep. and especially if you're a fan of the franchise. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I've been watching Dragon Ball. I was I was introduced in 1994. Uh, when it hit American Shores on a, um, it was on KTXA, I think it was at the time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it was uh, it was uh, our channel twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was it wasn't with I don't think it was with, um, oh, I don't remember which studio. I think they were still Toei at that time. But anyway, they. Yeah, uh, it was after Bruce Faulkner and all had done yeah, his thing. And yeah, yeah. They, they had to do it real quickly. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they put it out. And so I was, my introduction was the Rock the Dragon version. Yeah, same and, here, same uh, here. Uh, uh, it was uh, uh, James Ian Col- uh, Colette played yep. uh, Goku. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, that was like... All of that was awesome. So I got to meet him. You know, oh, and the man. Voice for Vegeta Bryant. Yeah. And, man, that man. was... Man... So, you know, I was like, I played it really cool. Of course, of course. But, was, but on the inside, I'm like, you ever saw those commercials where they show the they show the person you're a grown-up and you're drinking out of your straw and you're like, you're like you know, normally looking around but you're smiling, you know? And yep. then the kid, they show the bottom half of them. It's like a kid climbing up at the playground, you know, climbing the sled ladder. That was me. Oh, <laughs> man, I, I <laughs> feel that. Him, I feel that. Just, yeah, you know? So it was... Uh, yeah, and I got to spend a lot of time with them, talking to them. You know, at least so, so much cool. as what was afforded. But yeah, you know, and, and, and I, I just can't trade the experience. No, man. no, man. Yeah. And those memories last a lifetime, and that's what matters. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I wanted to make sure I took pictures. So that oh, of course. That too. Of course. You know, cause, yeah, because when I put out, I sent out my emails, and I would, before the pandemic, I would, uh, in my emails to clients, I would always have like a celebrity of the week, of the, of yeah. the month. And so oh, I put that's a picture so cool. of me and a celebrity together, and now I can do that again because yeah. you know the pandemic, you know, shut all that down. So I think the last celebrity I'd met up to that point was Jason Douglas, who was the voice of Beerus. Oh, nice! And uh, and he was you know in the Walking, Walking Dead, Dead yeah, character. In the, uh, yeah, so you know I was like, uh, it was it was yeah that was the last picture I think I had gotten with a celebrity up to that point, wow. and uh, so I was like, you know, man, this is so cool to finally get out and. and do this again so yep get the interaction yeah. yeah and that was just in passing like a lot of that stuff was they, they, they were coming into the Funimation studio or something like that and I'm mm-hmm. like oh yeah like that and it's so crazy because that happened to me the other day and I'm going to post this at some point but oh, I, I didn't sweet. get a picture with him but uh, uh, I met the uh, the voice of Mario the voice of Mario wow. the, 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 uh, the character uh, Mario the plumber <laughs> Mario <laughs> Luigi yep, yep. Uh, he was the uh, has uh, what is? Oh, why can't I think of these uh, people's names when I'm on the spot? Yeah, I know, and I was just looking it up. I was just talking about it the other day. Um, but he is the voice of Mario, and I didn't even know it. I walked up to him, and I mean, he's a tall, big guy. And oh I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm taller than just about everybody I meet because I'm six ten. But he's, uh, he, so he was at least six five. Was six, it? Four, maybe. Let's see. Was it Bob Hoskins? No, no, that's uh, that's who played Mario in oh, the movie. Oh. Bob Hoskins, then that would have been great. Oh, no, yeah. And I mean, that's freaking Smee, you know? Yeah. <laughs> From the best Peter Pan movie ever. In my yeah. Uh, but, uh, 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 and the best hook. Um, but, uh, no, his name is, uh, he's got white hair. He's got, uh, oh, kinda, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but he's uh, but he had it all grown out, you know. And the only reason I knew I ran into uh, to, to Chris Savage and Raleigh Pickens, and they were in there with them doing uh, doing a, uh, a show. And uh, um, and I was trying to figure out what it was, you know. But it, it, they were in there; uh, they were getting ready to do the uh, to do the the show. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I was so happy to see those guys. Like I walked up to them and gave them a group hug. <laughs> 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 and, uh, they were kind of like, I know they were kind of like, okay, we're kind of we're happy to see you too. But I was like, hey man, what's happening? How you doing? You know, and I pull them together. Bring you know? it in. And I'm like, man, it's so good to see you guys, man. You know, what I mean, I'm just like, it's like I'm like, this is, we're brothers in this business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, so I was just—it was so—I was so happy to see those guys, and um, uh, uh, then I met him, and you know, I shake hands with him. He had a great voice, and you know, he has a really nice voice, and uh, and and so I said, well, I said I'll catch up with you guys because they were pulling me in yep. to do another uh, uh, session, and uh, uh, and Chris walks out with me, and he was like, hey, do you know who that was? I'm like, no. He's like, that's the voice, the voice of Mario. And he's like, he's been the voice of Mario for like 30 some odd years or something. And I'm like, oh, so the majority of my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's been, Mar- he has been Mario from sounds like the beginning. And so, yeah, he's the official voice. But yeah, if you, you look him up, I'm going to give you his name. I can't not. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm sitting here trying to find it myself too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 cause, uh, uh. If I can uh, uh, <laughs> write words, <laughs> yeah, here it is. The official voice of Mario. It's uh, Charles um, uh, Marinet. Yep, I believe you got him right uh, here. Got it right uh, here. Uh, 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 Martinet. Martinet. Yep, that's it. Uh, yeah, French. I think he's French, or at least his, his name is French. But yeah, Charles Martinet. Yeah, big tall man. He's like um, Doc Morgan. Doc yeah. Morgan is big like that too. Uh, yeah. And for those who don't know who Doc Morgan is, uh, he's probably the voice. I call him the voice of DFW. Like he is, uh, which is Dallas Fort Worth. Yep. For those that don't know, he's because uh, uh, I know you broadcast now out of Tennessee, but uh, they, Tennessee folks know about Texas. Oh good. yeah. But yeah, the uh, the uh, I used to live in Memphis, by the way. Man, you're I like in, I, the third voice actor I've talked to in the last month. It's like lived in Memphis or was born in Memphis because it's either been like really? you, uh, Stephanie Nadolny, or Anna Graves, and it's just like, okay, I've got more Tennessee people. There's more <laughs> of us than I realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I lived in uh, Cordova. Nice. Right outside of, yeah. I've yeah, wrestled yeah, there, yeah. so I know it all too well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I worked at the Wolf Chase Mall out there. It was, uh, I was doing, uh, I was working two jobs, man. I had, I worked for, <laughs> which is going to sound weird, but I worked for, uh, uh, Sears in the daytime, and yep. I work for Home Depot at night. Oh man, right out there in uh, in Jerry Lawler <laughs> so, so territory. Yeah, and so the only reason they didn't, the only reason there wasn't a conflict of interest, for well, first of all, I didn't tell them about each other. So right, right, of course. Uh, 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 I was, I was, I would sell for Sears during the day. Mm-hmm. I stocked for Home Depot at night. Makes sense. So, uh, I, yeah, and so it was, it was, it was, it was a challenging time in life. Oh, but it was I, also I don't really, doubt it. A really good experience. A really of course. good experience. I met a lot of really good people. And, of course. Uh, 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 yeah, because I transferred. When I came back to Texas, I transferred uh, with Sears here. But yeah, it was, uh, uh, and that was another thing that helped my career in voiceover because I learned how to sell. Man. Yeah, I really learned how to sell like really well, you know, doing that stuff. And then you learn all this stuff about tools and stuff. Made me a better carpenter and everything. Yep. But yeah, because that, that 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 vocal booth I told you I was going to build. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I built this one, and I'm going to uh, uh, build. I intend to build that myself. So yeah, nice. But yeah, it, that's. Uh, 
Yeah, it totally threw me off from, oh, we were talking about Mario, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, 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 <laughs> Tennessee. And my dad, my dad, I mean, we're from Texas, but my dad lived in uh, Tennessee for over 20 years. Wow, okay. Like, he just moved back to Texas maybe about five years ago. He got out yeah, right at the at the perfect time then. Man. <laughs> he got out at the perfect time? Yeah. Oh, L.A., it's turning yeah. into L.A. Junior over here, so good Lord. Really? Yeah. Wow, Interstates, wow, construction, wow. everything is like everything has changed from what it was like. I know things change as you grow up, but man, right. it's just like two lane Broadway to four lanes downtown. All these construction sites popping up. Like the Batman building's not the tallest building in the skyline anymore. It's just absolutely a different animal are now. You out, are you out of Nashville? Yep, born and raised. Okay, okay, so you're out of Nashville. Okay, yes, so, sir. Yeah, okay, so. Yeah, well, see, he lived in, that's where he lives. He lived in Nashville. Nashville. Okay. And, that's, and, and, and while I was, uh, and uh, even during the time I was in uh, uh, Memphis, so he was nowhere. He can come down and see me. And so, yeah, yeah. And I always tell people Memphis is a, is a, a strange town. I've been trying to, since I've been married, I've been trying to get my uh, family to go down to, uh, in Memphis in May, which is like, nice. you know, that's the jump in. Oh, jump yeah. Jump in time, part of time. Yeah. <laughs> I got stranded. Before I ever lived there, I got stranded there for a week once. And it was during really? snow a bad snow uh, snowstorm that had come through right before, right as I right around the time I got there. Yeah. So I was stuck there for a week and I had to learn how to get around in a stick shift car and I didn't know how to drive. Oh, a stick shift. and people down sad. here, people down here can't even drive in the snow in an automatic. So yeah, <laughs> good on you on that one. It was so crazy. You're talking a crazy time in life. And I, I, uh, I, I, I have to tell you this story. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I went to the local Wendy's, and so I was learning how to drive stick shift on yep. the ice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about crazy, right? Yeah. And so, uh, and, and 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 it was in a little uh, what was it? In a little uh, uh, Kia? Was it a, a uh, no Caliber? Oh, Caliber. oh Caliber. God! Was, uh, was that who made that? Was that uh, Chevy? Yeah. Chevy Caliber. Yeah. I think? Yeah. It had the nice ground effects on it. It, it. it was a trip. It was my cousin's car. So anyway. <laughs> But I was—I mean, I was as tall as I am now, you know. Yeah. And I'm not—I was—I'm bigger now than I was then. But I was—I mean, that's—I think that's the only thing that helped me. I was so slim. But but I'm trying to—you know—I got—you know—I wear—I mean, I wear big shoes, man. So I'm trying to press these two pedals, you know, what I'm saying to do both. And it, it's like <laughs> it's like this, you know. I'm rubbing, my feet are rubbing each other. It was terrible. Oh so man. I go to—I I go to the local Wendy's, and I'm like, you know, I tell the guy, I said, uh, the the guy at the register, I said, hey, you know, I'd like a. Uh, uh, sure, you know, me and my buddy are there, and I'm like, hey, I'd like a, a Texas double cheeseburger. And they said, oh, sure. So he goes and looks, and he's like, uh, sir, I can't find your, uh, 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 find it. Uh, is there anything else you like? I said, no, I'd like a Texas double cheeseburger. You know, small French fry, they said another, whatever, right? <laughs> and he's like, okay, hold on. So he goes and calls a colleague. They come over, and they start looking at it, and they're like, you know, Texas double cheeseburger. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't find it. So, uh, is they called another person over. So now there's three people oh, no. behind the same computer <laughs> trying to find it. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm getting a little frustrated, but I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty patient person. So I was like, okay, cool, you know. And before you know it, they've got the whole team of, of, of Wendy's workers because it was practically empty because we're in a snowstorm. Right, right. right. And so, you know, this is, uh, uh, so they're, they're standing behind the, 
the, the counter, and then the manager comes over, and they're all looking at the computer trying to help me. Because I'm looking, I mean, apparently the look on my face was serious enough to, like, I knew what I'm talking about. Yeah. You guys got to figure this out. And so they're looking, and they're like, sir, we've all looked, and none of us can find the burger you're talking about. And I'm looking at, I looked at my friend, and I'm looking around, I'm like, man, I said, I said I'm asking for something I buy from, from Wendy's all the time. I said, it's a Texas double cheeseburger. It's not like we're not. And I turned around. I looked outside, and I realized where I was. (laughs) 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 And then I looked back at Meg, and I said, (laughs) now I'm in in South Memphis, okay? I can't at this point, because I got a line with them, all right? For anybody that don't know, South Memphis is a real place, all right? And that's where Graceland is, by the way. And Mm -hmm. so, so I'm at, well, I'm more southern than that, but I'm, so I'm over there in the south side of town, man, and I'm talking rough at this point. I'm like, man, I've been patient. It's not like I'm not in, you know. And so that's how that went. And so then I, I looked at everybody and I said, oh, I said, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm a Texan. And, I, and I'm stranded here. And I'm in Tennessee asking for a Texas double cheeseburger. And it's like, you know, you know, biggest rivals ever concerning barbecue and <laughs> yeah, food in general. And, 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 you know, and here I am asking for something from Texas. And so you got it right away. So yep. you, you had the right reaction. A lot of people don't get that right off. But I'm like, yeah, if you've been to either, either state, you get it, you know? Yeah. And so that was, that was yeah, man. I said, I was talking to a Tennessee guy. I got yep. to tell you that story. Uh, so, I love it. It wouldn't fit in most other places, but I got to tell you that one. So, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty funny story that happened to me. Oh, right man, there, that's. So. That's two wins for the podcast right there. That's two wins. And man, yeah, true story. I think I think we can make it a triple right here because okay. we're about to change the, you know, change the script a little bit, flip the roles okay. and I'm going to give you the keys to this car. Thankfully, it's not a stick shift. Okay. There's no ice, so you're in control. We're safe, no snowstorm. You are going to get to ask me some questions now and nothing's off limits. Only thing is, I just can't know what they are ahead of time. So let's let the fun begin, man. Ray, it's the ball is yours. Okay, so being that you're a uh, a wrestling guy, yes, sir. Um, what? Who? Uh, give me your top five. Well, we'll say top two. Uh, 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 no, I'll make it better. Top three. Top three interviews uh, with wrestlers. Oh, okay. What were your top three wrestling interviews? Man, okay. So, name-wise, I'm going to say Dan Severn, just because UFC Hall of Famer, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, former WWF Superstar is one. Um, right. Then I'm going Wasn't to. Was he an MMA fighter? Or yeah. Too? Oh, yeah. He was a. Uh... MMA was popular. He was. Uh... Yeah. And yeah. he's the only Show guy that's ever. Something that's ever done this like he held the ufc heavyweight title the nwa world's heavyweight title and i believe it was the ufc like grand slam championship he held all of those on wwf television which is just unheard of wow. so yeah wow. he's a he's a I remember him coming out of that uh yeah he came out of that uh, world martial arts type yeah stuff, and he was yeah he was he was a bad boy i mean he was the real thing yeah and he's still <laughs> and he's still out making the rounds right now um you know, like teaching classes and making appearances, and he's still in tremendous shape. So he, really? yeah, he's really? still going, still going. Wow. And then, yeah, um, I guess my second one would be a guy that I actually reconnected with before we interviewed. Um, he was the NWA World's Junior Heavyweight Championship, uh, ju- yeah, Junior Heavyweight Champion the first time I competed for that title back in 2012. And, you know, like we had just met the night before. 
went out and had like a, I think it was about 30 to 45 minutes somewhere in there, a uh, match where we called nothing, just knew what the end was going to be, and we went out there and just had a blast, basically, like just ad-libbing and improving on the fly in a town that had not yeah, had cool. wrestling. And his name is uh, Kevin Frazier. He was known by uh, the modern-day hero Kevin Douglas back in the day when he actually wrestled. And okay, then, that sounds familiar. I want to say I know. Yeah, he's actually that. he's from Texas, so he uh, he made okay, a big okay. loop around the circuit down there. And then um, my third one, I'm gonna say just because I've known this guy like since the day I started wrestling. He's we've ridden the roads together. Um, we were a tag team at one point, and we actually worked in the corporate world together at one point before I left that job. But uh, it's gonna be my friend Jermaine. But on the show, his name was Seven. Because that's his wrestling name. He's got that brand trademarked. And as we're okay. recording, we're actually both going to be appearing at Nashville Comic Con this weekend. But just oh, that's nice. getting a chance to like have him tell his story. Because a lot of people see him as just, you know, on the indies around here. He's a big guy. He's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, and most of these guys are small compared to him. But he doesn't do a lot of talking. He doesn't do a lot of... Uh, anything other than character work, but getting a chance to have him on there and actually open up and tell his story was uh, right. was really fun, and he actually told a few things I didn't know either, so it was really cool to give him that platform to do that too. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Okay, so that's pretty good. I, I, I didn't expect Dan Severn to be. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect him to, to agree to it either, but he, he came through. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Where is he based now? He's he it, but I didn't. he's based out of Minnesota. But the funny part was, uh, was like he was actually driving cross country. He had to go to Arizona, and then he was going up to the Arnold Classic. And he said, "Do you want to just call me while I'm on my road trip, and we'll do the interview there?" And it's like, sure, <laughs> right? Whatever right. keeps you awake. That's so let's right. let's make it happen. Yeah, for real, yeah. Okay, well that's cool, man. That's really cool. Have you? Or did you get? Because you look like a young guy, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you. Have you had? <laughs> did you ever get the opportunity? Well, I say this because I, I'm, I'm considered an old head in some of this stuff now. <laughs> I'm becoming, I'm becoming the old man in the room. It's nothing like walking. This happened to my brother and not me, but nothing like walking into a, a store asking about. Uh, he walks into the store and asks about uh, a new iPod. Uh, yeah. His iPod repaired. And they're like, everybody in the store looks at him like, iPod, dude, we're streaming. Like, where, where, what ancient yeah. history? What is that? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, what ancient history book did you walk out yep. of the museum? And so <laughs> they treated it like it was an artifact. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, okay. Uh, the, have you ever, did you ever get to meet any of the Von Erics? Man, I have not. Um, I know that, you know, Kevin is still around, and I know that his sons are wrestling, but unfortunately yeah. I've never got a chance to meet any of them because I just, I was fascinated by World Class, and the guy that originally trained me, uh, Tony Falk, was involved with World Class too. You know, he, okay. he wrestled okay. there, he ref there, and I think he actually right. ref Steve Austin's first match down there too. Yeah, Tony Falk, I remember yep. him. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he came out of Texas too. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Steve Williams, then, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Stunning yeah, Steve. The, uh, yeah, it was another thing you said before, and I was like, man, you know, I gotta, I may, I may have already asked it, but the, uh, I guess that's the, the those were the the biggest. So, so let me ask you this then: What yeah. were your Mount Rushmore of of wrestlers in your mind? Mount, um, oh, and it okay. has to be. Let's do let's do it. Make it a twofer. Okay. Mount Rushmore of 
and I, I say that because you got the gimmick wrestlers yep. that are that are more showmen than technical. Absolutely, you know, than actual you know technical wrestlers. Yeah, you know you got the because you know you got being it you you've been in it. You know you got the guys that that could really hurt you in real life. Yep. Oh and yeah. You got the guys that are just you know that are just you know you know everybody can't be a. a, a uh, a heart no 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 they cannot <laughs> so, you know what I'm so, so you know so you got those guys you know and then you got the uh then you got the showmans and uh, yeah so my rest more of 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 best of fa- your favorite or your bet your your you know your your big time guys that are um the real deal <clears throat> and then i guess the the gimmick guys you know okay. i can't think of a better way to put it yeah yeah i know uh, you know I know exactly you what know you what mean, mean though. Yeah. Let's go with uh with the 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 legit ones first. Um Okay, okay, cool. And this guy I don't want to offend any of the guys. No. I love I love I love wrestlers, man. So, yeah. You know. Well this guy, I mean, he didn't get his just due on the showman side, but number one, Fit Finley, Dave Finley, whatever you want to call him. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. Then I would put up there William Regal, just because, you know, he oh, had to do the man. carnival circuit. Then yes. let's see who else would there William be. William Regal's the real deal, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I mean, if really? I would say if you go back and watch he was some of the technical, though, I remember that he, he was, was very technical. But if you yeah. would, if he I know he's like it's, a shoot wrestler. it's not popular to mention his name now. But if you go back and watch matches, you know, like with Chris Benoit or even with Fit Finley, yes. they would headbutt yes. each other. They would draw like real blood without you know doing the yes. the secret way to do it. Right, 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 right. Oh man, it was intense. Like you would know they were hitting each other because you would hear it. Um, yeah. and then let's see too. Oddly enough, I'd forgotten about him, man. Yeah. Him yeah, 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 yeah. And then I would say too, um, Bruiser Brody, another you know world class guy because oh, everybody oh. feared that guy. I just saw the I just saw the um, the dark side of the ring oh, story on him. Funny enough, yeah. funny enough, the guy uh, the guy that they had play him. Um, unfortunately, he has since passed away, but. He was another. Really? He was another Tony Falk trainee, and his first anything in wrestling, uh, I got to be a part of. It was just a little tease of you know him being in the ring, me going to uh, go to attack him, and then think better of it and leave. But that was I was his first anything in professional wrestling, and then when wow. he grew that look out, he actually got Brody's widow's uh, approval to run that. So really? yeah, that is, oh, that's that's yeah. You couldn't get better than that. No, no, yeah. you could wow. not. And then um. Wow. Let's see. They number got a good Tony Atlas look alike too, though. Yeah. I mean, I could, you know, hey, man, they did. Guy, I, like whoever they found, that guy looked like he had to be a bodybuilder. Oh, for yeah, sure. For so, sure. You know, back then, you know, wrestlers were, were were you don't have the wrestlers today aren't built like that. Anymore, no, you know no. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's different now. Yeah, they, they look like men back then, kind of, but now it's more like uh, I guess yeah, swimmers and athletes like, look. It's like the old brawny man versus the new brawny man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know? and, that actually leads me to my uh, my number four because like this guy, he wasn't built like that, but he was you know he was able to throw those guys around, and that's uh, Harley Race because you know they would send yeah. him as protection you know overseas for the world champion when he was traveling. So really? that guy was a legend. Harley Race. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yep. Okay. And then let's see. Yeah. Uh, those were the tough guys. Yeah. Let's see, yeah. Showman. Okay. Um, number one across the board will always be Shawn Michaels. Then I'm oh, gonna yeah, say, yeah. over Rick, over Rick. You're well, over Rick. see, ah, oh, man, I go back and forth on that, but that that match Shawn Michaels had at WrestleMania with Kurt Angle, man, that's the one that that yeah. hooked me in and just opened the door to everything else. But yeah, 
I got to say Sean, and then I got to say another Texas guy, uh, Tully Blanchard, because he was always my okay. favorite of the horsemen. He was the one that everybody hated, and I'm the bad yeah. guy. I'm the bad guy now, so I just that's that's my cheers right there. You know, everybody loved Rick. Everybody loved Arn. Everybody loved you know well, I was Barry. Yeah, yeah. Tully was just, and he was more my height anyway. So I, I always gravitated towards Tully. And then okay. um, I would have to say, you know, like, man, I think Eddie Guerrero and yeah, Ric Flair would round out my four right there. Well, give me a second. Let me pop yep. back in. Oh, you're good. There you go. Okay. Okay. What's what was your, the other guy? Uh, I had Eddie Guerrero and Ric Flair to round out the four. Man, so I feel like three okay. of them, three of them were from Texas. So I don't know if it's just because, you know, because you brought the Texas yeah. flavor into it. But man, they they all <laughs> they all brought it, and they all made you forget yeah. like size and everything because they just they went in there, they went. It was entertaining, it was believable, and you know it was a little over right. the top, but it still kept you engaged the whole time. Right, right, right. I, you know what's so funny because you mentioned that you mentioned Sean because I just saw. I was just watching uh, uh, on Instagram. I, I'm, um, I don't know who does it, but it's like a sports. Uh, they they do these sports clips yeah. from, from any type of sport, and they'll pop them up. And it's mm-hmm. I don't know if it's sports jokes or something like that. It's called or whatever. Right, but, right. Uh, but I follow them, and they'll pop up different sporting events. And they had one talking about how Shawn Michaels is like a he's like the goat. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. In terms of uh, in terms of of uh, the, over uh, of really playing into the, the the hits and stuff, you know? yeah. Because he did the nut shot, you know. He would do that where he land on the rope, you yeah, know? just and up and down. He was trying to throw him into the corner, and it's so crazy because I can see Ric Flair and all of it. Like, yeah, I see where he take bits and pieces of absolutely Kurt Henning and yep. Ric Flair, great, and uh, how he. Runs into the he would run into the rope and flip over, mm-hmm. and that was you know and 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 and, and some of that you know because Ric Flair would do that and then would walk and then, and then just a yep oh man it's so it's so true but yeah that's and Sean's admitted too he stole so much of that stuff from Ric Flair right right and it was uh, uh yes you know and I remember you know when Sean came in I, and I. Yep. I mean, San Antonio. Then, yeah, I found out that was the case, and it's like, you know, this is just so cool. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get you back. Oh, no, you're good. You're good, man. The, uh, yeah. So it was. It was. Uh, it was uh, yeah, I'm like, you're from Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought it's like a California guy or something. Right. You know? Right. So anyway, it's a uh, yeah. Yeah, those guys. I mean, I just saw that whole thing. He's flipping over the ropes, and in one match, one of the matches were with Kurt Hennig, which I, I understood he was a legitimate tough guy. Too. Oh yeah, uh, and his uh, dad—it's uh, like second generation yeah, he, passed down. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, I, I think what was it, uh, Brock Lesnar? I think he. Yeah, they got into it on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Last guy I'd want to yeah, do that with know, too. That's a heck of a thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, who wants to fight Brock? But he fought and beat. Yeah, from what I understand, yep. so I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy some of the stories you hear. And, that's it. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, and then I think I heard one with uh, Goldberg and uh, uh, oh, uh, Chris Jericho. Jer- yeah, Jericho. yep. But I knew Chris Jericho was real anyway. Yeah, because I mean, I knew he was trained by he was trained by Stu. So, yep. 
you know, it's like, you know. If you survive that, you're tough, that's for sure. small. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, that's just not the guy to fight, you know what I mean? Heck, Shawn Michaels was scared of Bret Hart. Yeah. <laughs> After the screw job in Montreal. That's know, the truth of it, yeah. Footage, I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Because everybody knew Bret was real, you know? It's like, you don't mess with, you don't mess with people like that. That's so, it. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. That's all, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. I'm oh, dude, those, I'm that more, head. that more than covered it right there. That was fun. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, that was okay. a blast. I got, okay, I got one more. I got, okay. I got, I got one more. One more. Last one that I can think of, anyway. Um, your, who was the biggest, the biggest celebrity that you, that you, uh, 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 wrestling celebrity that you uh, interviewed? Oh, man. Um, I guess right now it probably would be Dan Severn, but, you know, there's, there's more things coming, okay. so... For the time being, I guess it would okay. be Dan Seven. That's what I was thinking. I said, yeah. that's pretty big. That's a big name, man. Yeah. I was thinking that you were going to say that, but I was like, that's a pretty big name. That's, it's hard to get bigger than Dan. Yeah. Because Dan's known worldwide. That's it. You know? Now, there are there are some things well, coming up down the road, but who knows what doors that may open up. Well, I almost got to say the same. Um, I don't do interviews, but uh, uh, outside of this way, but the uh, um, uh, I, I was this close to meeting Ric Flair. Oh, uh, man. Stone Cold. Had come down to Billy Bob's recently for yep. his uh, for the grand opening or the uh, yeah. grand unveiling of his new IPA. Yep, yep. He's got an IPA and he's got a he's got a regular beer. And, yep. And uh, the IPA is rough, man. Like, yeah. You gotta be you gotta be into IPAs to drink those. Like, That's I, the I truth. Yeah. I nursed that thing to about to about half the can, and I was talking to other beer guys. He's like, I'm a beer guy, and I want to drink that much. Yeah. You know. And I'm so glad I'm not alone there. there. With him, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the but the but the beer. It's actually not bad. It's pretty good. It's kind of got a. It's kind of. Uh, it reminds me of the. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Samuel Adams. Yeah. Brand of beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, which I can't think about now. Dave Chappelle messed that up for me. I can't think Sam about Jackson. that now without remembering. <laughs> remember the Sam Jackson? <laughs> yes. It's oh my. It's bad beer, you know. It's. Uh, How's it taste? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Drink. So anyway, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it's a Samuel Adams, the original yeah. Samuel Adams. It has kind of a, a orangey flavor to it. Okay. I found out it's because they use orange rinds. Nice. That they, they use in the beer. And so it's got an orangey flavor to it. And, and uh, that is actual, is the beer that he has was, uh, uh, was uh, it was pretty good. I could, yeah. Uh, I drank that pretty good. Get through that without nursing that, that one. That, oh, man. Yeah, I could drink that. I could drink the whole thing. But that IPA, I was like, I'm not an IPA guy, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a buddy that is, and I'm like, really? How? You know? Yeah, you know. I mean, I could drink whiskey and do better. Yeah. You know? Then, you know what I mean? <laughs> then just IPA, you know? Yeah. No. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, but that was you know, but my my brother did get to he he saw him, and uh, he was uh, standing right next to him. He nice. Was he came he came there to support Steve, I believe, and he. Uh, 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 was standing. Uh, Ric Flair was behind him, dancing with a woman <laughs> that he had met there. And everybody, by the time I got there, everybody's still wooing. You know, they woo. You know, as I'm passing through, <laughs> of course. You know, because he had just passed through and went outside, and so we were trying to bump into him. Oh and he right. Got a video of him in reverse. You know, where you see his head and Ric Flair dancing right behind him. And so that's the <laughs> closest I got to meeting. It's a uh, legendary way to do it, though. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, 
this. I can't you believe anything else for me, man. What's up? Not, th- <laughs> not that I can think of. I'm just still trying to figure out where the last hour and a half went because it feels like we just got started. But I mean, like it's been story time the entire time, and it's just been a fascinating, you know, just fascinating roller coaster ride. Hearing your story and then just well, thank you. You know, hearing that you're still a fan at the at the end of the day. That's the coolest part of it because you still love what you do. You still love yeah. giving back oh, to yeah. the fans out there too, and you love what they bring to you. And it's just, it's so cool to hear, man. Well, yeah, thank you, man. And then it's cool, you know, meeting you and talking to you because you're a wrestling person and you're a wrestler, and and I got a lot of respect for your business. And I, I, uh, thank you. I almost went into it. Almost oh, you would, became a wrestler. You would the fit the part. I well, I, I, <laughs> I appreciate it. I, yeah, given that we haven't met in person, the. Uh, <laughs> The only the only thing that uh, messed it up for me was that uh, I was 34 at the time. So right, I was right. Extremely late bloomer trying, and so I had come up with our tag team names. My brother and I. Yeah. He was still wrestling at that time, and I was like, man, you know, we're gonna be these guys, and you know, we're gonna do this thing, and we're gonna come off, you know, we're gonna have kind of a Harlem Heat vibe. Yeah. Too, you know. And so I, I you know, uh, 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 I was like a deadly. I was going for Deadly Boy slash Harlem Heat. You know? I love it. And so and so uh, we get, you know, we uh, he takes me out to a wrestling camp with uh, out nasal. And uh, I get out there and uh, uh, spent the day with those guys. Man, by the time I walked away, I remember oh. saying, I said, this is a man's sport. And uh, and I mean that it is a man's sport. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. you know? And I'm like, this is, you, you know, you got to be, you got to be serious. You know, got to be tough to do this. And, and I, you know, in my, my days of, you know, I played football, you know, and almost professionally. And I was yep. like, you know, the, I, my days of taking that kind of collision, I was like, yeah, that's that's just over. Yep. Smart move. Smart move. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, it's just uh, that it's it's a different type of collision sport. Oh yeah. But uh, but it's it's just that the, just the assault on your body. You know, that's what spring training is about. And that's football, it. You know, getting used to to hitting again. You know, and getting mm-hmm. used to taking that that car wreck of a of a of a collision and. Uh, I just wasn't up for it anymore. Yeah, man. but I, I mean, I remember limping out of there when I left, and it's not like they, not like we did any techniques, you know, yeah. in that way. It's like all we did was a lot. A lot of what we did was I spent most of my time doing the whole. Uh, well, they pulled it. It's like you know where you fall. You yeah, the you know, flat back bump. bump. Yep. Right, and so they were like, "Hey, whatever you do, so make sure you keep that apple under your chin." Yep. So you know, tuck your chin like you're holding the mm-hmm. apple, and fall back. So this is all basic stuff, you know. And so I, I was determined to do it till I, cause I'm not a quitter, you know? So I'm like, I'm going to do this until I get it right. Right. So I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And one of those times I forgot the apple was in my tent. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I almost knocked myself out. You yeah. Know? Oh so yeah. I went for it. You know, I was bam. And I said, oh, and my head just do, do, do. And I'm like. Uh, so I had a real severe headache after that. Understandable. Know, going, Understandable. You know? But when I left, I was sore for three weeks. I was Oof. like, yeah, yeah. that I'm sounds like, about right. right. I told him, I said, oh, this is dream. This is not dream deferred or deterred. This is dream extinguished. That's There's it. No, <laughs> we will not be doing this. <laughs> My body says no more. Yeah, man, it's too, it's too much too long. That's why I, I commend guys like T.O., Tom Brady, and you know, they can get out there and still do Of course, they've, they've been doing it. They never stopped. Yeah, know? they got so that callus like built up. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, me, I, I mean, I was, at that point, you know, I was more than 10 years out. I was yeah. 14 years out from, from doing any of that. So, oh, man, you know, my body had more than settled into no. 
we're yep. not doing this anymore. That's it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it knows. It knows. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. It's uh. Yeah, you're right. The time has flown by. I, I didn't even realize some of the calls are coming through. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, I gotta get with them. But yeah, it's uh. You know, which we're fine, man. I had a lot of time for this, and I. I, well, I, I appreciate, appreciate that. So, yeah. Talking to a wrestling guy, man. It's always fun. I, I of course. Uh, I don't get to I don't get to meet any uh, many other wrestlers, which is crazy because I was uh, 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 I know you were at some point we're gonna try to get to some of the stuff I've done, but one of the things and I gotta talk about this because we're on a wrestling yeah, program. Yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, um, suplex, duplex. Yes. Uh, this is coming through again. My brother trying to get me, but I. Uh, it's I'll, all I'll good. Yeah, you can hear me. Okay. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if that was one of them that you were gonna pull from. Yes. But. Uh, yeah, I met Chaz Taylor on that. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, doing, doing that. He worked with me on that. Matter of fact, he's one of the faces of that uh, a program, and that was on the Cartoon Network. And I don't. I guess it didn't really go far. They they did they did quite a few episodes that they did uh, uh, for that series run, but it was the craziest thing I was ever. One of right. the craziest things I've ever been a part of. I went down to Austin to film that, nice. and they found this old abandoned house. I guess and they. They, they had us in a house next to it. We were in a house next to it doing all the prep yeah. for the show in the house that was actually a part of the show. And um, I played a, uh, uh, a CPS agent, and uh, <laughs> and uh, which is, you know, I was like, wow, man, really? That's who I am? So, <laughs> but but uh, imagine, imagine the whole world, everyone is a wrestler. Oh, God. All the all the professions that we have now, but you're a wrestler doing it. So you look like <laughs> no. a wrestler. Now, you know, and uh, so my scene, I'm thinking, you know, and at that time, I'm trying to get video footage together for my demo reel. Yeah. And, uh, and they said, okay, cool. They said, um, you know, so I'm thinking this is going to be great, you know. And I get my face in the shot, all this stuff. And so they said, yeah, okay, so when it's time for me to do my scene. Now, they, 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 put, they put me in a sweater. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> a sweater with a business tie on and all. Oh and no! Like, like so. So here's how they did it. They took a they took a a a, a, a button down shirt. Yeah. It would normally be long sleeve. They cut the collar off all the way around, and they tucked it under the sweater, and just and, and buttoned it up at the top, the, the top three buttons, and put nice. a tie on it. So I got a tie on it up under the sweater. And it's hot. It's like oh, dry. I bet. Okay, you know, in Austin. And uh, and uh, and up there, and so, and then they then they cut the sleeves off the sweater, <clears throat> you know. So I'm looking like it's you know yep. ripped out of it, you know. And so then they, uh, so I'm trying to hit as many push-ups as I can, you know. And I just picked up a lot of weight then, so I was thinking, oh man, this is gonna look really bad, you know. These guys, a lot of these guys <laughs> built up, you know, <laughs> in shape. And so oh, and so I, so I'm there with some uh, uh, Chaz Taylor. Uh, I can't remember everybody else's name, but one of them was a guy. He 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 was wrestled in PCW by under the name Shadow. Yeah, I think he's in. I think he's a part of TNA now. Okay, I think he's with TNA now. But uh, yeah, he was he was like their Shawn Michaels. You nice, know, what I, nice. Because my because my wife was uh, uh used to uh, uh, her niece was uh, one of the knockout girls. Okay, and uh, uh, okay, yeah, so it's crazy how we all. I know it all just blends people, together. So connected, you know. Yeah. yeah, and my brother used to wrestle for them too, and so uh, so he knew Shadow also, and uh, he does a pretty good Macho Man impersonation too, which is because uh, <laughs> well, that was my dude. I'd, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the decal in your booth, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, 
Macho Man. So well, now is. I know what has to happen uh, when we finally meet in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. You can do Macho. Yeah. You know, I love Macho Man. Everything about him, that was just the perfect character. Yes. Right? And so, you know, but, I, but everybody told me I reminded him of Hulk Hogan. And I'm like, really? And so, you know, and then I go into the character and they were like, you know, yeah, I get a standing ovation. I'm like, really? That's it. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I thought <laughs> I'd you know, do the other ones better. But anyway, so I, I so I'm, they cut the sleeves off. They oil up my arms, man. Oh. Baby oil and stuff, you know. <laughs> and they spray they spray water on me, you know. So you know you got to look like you're you're ready to wrestle. Right, and right. They, they, they had, and they had Chaz and all the guys stand there. Uh, 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 you know, and uh, Randy, uh, one of the other guys, Randy. Uh, oh, I can't remember his last name. He has an I believe an African last name, but I can't. It starts with an A. I can't remember his last name, but he's a heavy voice, uh, voice yeah. actor also. And uh, we're friends on Facebook, and nice. he's a, a, a really cool guy too. We, but he was one of the wrestlers. He kind of had this junkyard dog vibe going. Oh, cool! And, uh, he had a big afro, and he had these overalls. It was yeah. crazy. So <laughs> I'm there, and I, they told me, "Okay, cool. You're. I'm. I'm already six ten. I'm standing over all the guys." <laughs> They asked me to stand on a, they, they put an apple box under me and yep. said, okay, this is what you're going to stand on. So what I did was I did my best Hulk Hogan impersonation and I'm standing on this apple box. I'm already taller than everybody there. Uh-oh. But then I, but then as I'm standing there on the apple box, all you, I'm like, so how are you going to get me in the shot? That's what I'm asking. Oh, so, oh no, we're not going to see your face at all. We're just going to get you from the chest down. <laughs> There goes my there goes my demo reel footage. You know? Oh man! And I, I I went ahead and got the footage anyway. They, they told me they said, "Well, you can't see your face at all." Right, they, right. Like, how are you going to use this? I said, "Yeah, well, I'll take it anyway." You know. So anyway, it was like you know, at least I could say I was a part of the broadcast. Of course, of, of course. But yeah, so I follow Chaz to this day on social media. Nice. He puts out a lot of funny stuff. But I'm not a part of the mullet club because I mean I'm bald. So, but <laughs> I'm I, half but, I'm halfway there. But, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the mohawk you put. You said, "Thank you." I'm going straight mohawk. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. If I yeah, if I had to do it over again, that's how I would do it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, 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 yeah. So anyway, I was a part of that, and so I do this whole spill where I'm like, "I gotta take your kids from your brother," you know. And so I'm doing this whole thing, and you know, and <laughs> I love it. And explain to him, and so uh, that was my scene. You know, it's like you know, you gotta get your house in order, man. And so I hand them these papers and stuff, and I take oh, the kids. Oh, I love it. And so, but it was, and Jimmy Hart was in it. It was crazy, but nice. I didn't get to meet Jimmy that day. I got yeah. to meet just the guys. And, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But everybody's profession, they were wrestlers also. Yep. So they all looked like wrestlers, and they're cops, but busting out of the, the suits and stuff. I love you know, it. like I everybody's love it. a wrestler. It's just it was it was a crazy show. Oh man, yeah, that is so great. I, so I said if I if I don't share any other the, the on camera stuff I've done, I said I got to share that one. Of course, I think that's and that's a great one to wrap it up on right there because I know, like I said, I just got like point number four right there for whenever. If this Kamehacon live booking comes through, I know the Mega Powers will connect right there. Or if we get yeah, on another convention yeah. or finally get booked on a project together, it's going to happen one way or another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I look, we're gonna, we're going to we're going to work on that together. I oh yeah. We'll try to we'll try to make that happen together. That's for sure, for sure. For sure. Put the effort in. <laughs> well, I can tell right now I think I've got a tornado of kids going around outside of my booth here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it's I was a, wondering what was happening there with the moment. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. 
but there's a there's a two year old and a six year old running around out there. So I think uh, oh, okay. they might be giving me the wrap it up here. But man, this has been an absolute blast. And like I said, we'll get connected off here again. And, you know, make sure that we make this happen. And I'm going to have links to everything you've got going on in the show notes as well. So it's going to be easy for them to keep up with you, get connected with you, and go back and check out your, like, just everything, man. Because, like, you are all over the place. And I want these people to put the face to the voice. That way they know who's bringing these characters to life. Okay. Well, for the most part, you can always follow me on Instagram. Um, I appreciate that because he'll have all. Of course. uh, uh, Christopher will have all the other stuff. I'm Instagram at Ray Heard Voice underscore Actor. Uh, I'm starting up my TikTok. I hadn't yep. quite got the videos together. I'm still, like I said, I'm, I'm the old guy now. I'm trying to figure out how to make all that stuff. Of course, yeah. Videos. As soon as I get to understand it, I know how to make videos, but they take me a lot longer. Yeah. So I'm learning how to do it the TikTok way, and I'll start putting out uh, way more content here coming soon. That's um, it. Related to everything I'm doing, voiceover as well as on-camera stuff. So uh, right now, Instagram's the place. Um, I do have a lot of stuff on Facebook, but mostly Instagram. Um, and... Uh, the, like you said, the movies, uh, The Starter Marriage is available. It's a romantic comedy. Um, it's available on just about every platform of it, uh, out there. Uh, Breakers is another show yep. uh, that I'm in. Chasing Ling is the director of that. Uh, shout out to Arthur Muhammad for The Starter Marriage, and Lynn Andrews is the lead actor. Uh, but uh, Breakers, uh, Chasing Lang directed it, Chris Clinton's in it. A uh, lot of really, really, really talented actors and actresses are in that. Uh, that's available on Amazon Prime now, and uh, the uh, I don't know I don't know where the uh, sheer pandemic's available right now. We'll figure <laughs> that know. out, and we'll have a link to that yeah, too. Yeah, 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 that was really funny. Anybody you know, somebody, somebody in that movie represents somebody you know. Oh yeah, in real life during the pandemic. So Absolutely. that was a really it was a really 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 fun comedy to do. Jason Lang also directed that one as well. Man, coming through in the clutch. Like I said, guys, I'm going to make it easy for you and have links to all this in the show notes. So get connected with Ray. Go enjoy the material. Go just sit back, relax, and laugh and have some fun. And then be back next week for another awesome episode. That sounds like a good plan to me. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Absolutely, guys. Well, for myself, for Ray, I want to thank you all for tuning in this week. This has been an awesome chance getting to chat with you, getting to know you. So, again, I thank you for your time, and I thank our listeners for for tuning in. Of course, man, anytime you want to come back, that door is wide open. But, guys, you already know what to do. Get the merch. Go subscribe. Go support. (laughs) Word of mouth. Be back next week. Same time, same place for another awesome guest. We'll be back then, and I will talk to you soon. But for myself, for Ray, we thank you. Go out and do some good in the world. Be good to yourself, and be back here next week. And I know. For justice! Yes! (laughs) And I know you hear me, and you hear Ray. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.